It's Friday night, 6 p.m., and you're tuned in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. We're going to start the show off with a little Led Zeppelin. You might want to turn this one up.
right, and that was the legendary Led Zeppelin with Robert Plant and Mr. Jimmy Page. And from what they're saying is they might be out on tour this summer celebrating their 50-year anniversary of being in the band together. Isn't that amazing, folks? 50 years of playing rock and roll, and they're still at the top of the charts. One of the best bands there ever was or ever will be. So welcome to uh, Louie Live. My name's Louie, and I'm your host. I'm here every Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. I'm also podcasting. And uh, you can go to Anchor and check that out. And one thing great about Anchor is whenever you publish a broadcasting, it automatically goes to 10 different locations that are all the top 10 podcasting networks. So you can check that out. Or you can go to my Facebook group, Louie Live. Ask to join. Got people from all over the world. Great place to showcase your music, get the word out. You're always welcome to come on the show. You can just sit here and pull up a chair. You can be a part of the show. You can play your music. We have some friends of mine who do that once in a while. My good friend George Murdy. He's been on a time or two. Him and his wife Linda, who's kind of down in their health. And we all have our prayers out for her. George has written a few songs and he wants to come on and play them. And that'll happen eventually. I tell you, when he does come on, this guy gets the walls bouncing in here. And he writes most of his music, records it, plays it. He's usually out on the road somewhere playing his guitar. He told me that uh, over the years he's had over 100 guitars. Can you imagine that? That's a lot of guitars. So my show has been on for a couple years. 6 to 8 p.m., same time slot. I play a lot of classic rock mostly. I discuss things that we see on the uh, social media and the news. It's also a live call-in show, so if you want to give me a call, the number is 802-540-6890. I'm in the process of uh, syndicating my show through Pacifica, and I'm working on some different software programs to best capture the show and then upload it. I've narrowed it down to a couple. So that's another iron that's in the fire. Where do we start? So much going on in the world. Maybe we can start on something local. Legislative update. Vermont State President Tim Ash. He says we're moving more than halfway through Vermont's legislative season and action on a number of major bills is underway. A number of major bills. Let's see, folks. They talk about legalizing marijuana every year, and they did. They legalized it medically. Now they somewhat legalized it recreationally. You can grow up to four plants, I believe, which I'm sure everybody is sticking to that restriction, right? Four plants. Everybody's just got four plants at home. 
probably more like 40. And you can also carry an ounce of marijuana, I believe, without getting busted and going to jail. If you get over that, it's probably a misdemeanor. Might get a citation and go to court. It's not a serious offense anymore. That's basically what they've been working on every year. Last year they said they weren't going to work on it at all, but that's pretty much all they worked on. So you can see what their word means. Coming from politicians, I don't really hold them to their word, regardless of what party I'm talking about. But it says they're uh, working on a number of major bills. And from what I've seen, they're discussing eliminating plastic bags and straws. Which is a good thing. But I don't think they have to spend as much time on issues like this as they do. Another thing they voted on the other day was to double the taxes on home heating oil. Not electrical, not propane, but fossil fuels. They're really targeting fossil fuels. And they doubled the tax on home heating oils. They say that they're going to take that money and use it to help the weatherization of people's homes. But one little part they forgot to mention is that the majority of the legislators own rental properties. So you have to kind of read the, between the lines with politicians, right, folks? From my experience with politicians, this is what I would say is happening. A lot of these legislators, politicians, they own rental properties. And they're going to raise the price of heating oil taxes double just to start with. They're not even talking about the carbon tax. That's coming around the back door. They want to raise fossil fuels about a dollar a gallon. Not as if gasoline's expensive enough in Vermont as it is. But they will take those taxes to help weatherize homes, meaning theirs, because they own rental units, the majority of the legislators. So they will tax your home heating oil double. And take that money and use it to weatherize their rental units. I'd almost be willing to bet the farm on that one, folks. Speaking of fossil fuels, it was just about two weeks ago, the Cumberland Farms on Pine Street in Burlington, Vermont. Gasoline was $2.35 a gallon. And today, it's $2.60 a gallon just a couple of weeks later. It's gone up 25 cents a gallon. Now, when I was growing up as a kid, if you raised the price of gasoline more than a couple of pennies a gallon, 
over the course of about six months, people would be outraged. And they would let you know about it too. But nowadays, we live in a masochistical society, folks. People love to be punished. What else could it be? One day, gasoline is $2.35 a gallon in Burlington. And two weeks later, it's $2.60 a gallon. 25 cents a gallon hike in the course of two weeks. And one thing about the city of Burlington is the price of gasoline has always been 10 cents more than in the city of Middlebury, just an hour down the road. And if you go to Rutland, another hour down the road, the price of gasoline has always been 20 cents less a gallon than in the city of Burlington. And people say, well, you know, Louie, that's because uh, it's an hour or so away and it costs more money to truck that gasoline up here to the pumps. Well, you know, folks, that's a bold-faced lie. Because if anyone's ever been down Flint Avenue here, here in Burlington, right down the road from the radio station that I'm talking to you from now on Flint Avenue, they have these big storage tanks to store oil, gasoline, fossil fuels, the thing that people hate. Or you can go down to the waterfront And they have these great big storage tanks for fossil fuels. So all of this is unloaded from the trains. The trains pull up, unload the fossil fuels into the tanks. And then they drive off. And then the tractor trailers pull up and they drive this gas down to Middlebury in Rutland. So you're thinking... It's just the opposite of what people tell you. They're not costing extra to drive the gasoline from Middlebury to Burlington. It's the other way around. It comes in on the trains, unloads at the waterfront, into the storage tanks. Then the tractor trailers pull up, the tankers. They load up, and then they drive down throughout the rest of the state. So... The whole point being is that there's a handful of people that control the state of Vermont. You have Skip Valley, owns a lot of the gas stations throughout Vermont. You have the Handy family, owns a lot of the gas stations throughout the state of Vermont. And it seems like the people are at the mercy of those two families. I don't know how rich people have to be. But when you read articles about people running out of home heating oil, literally, I mean literally freezing to death in their own homes. That's even if you have a home, folks, because a lot of people can't afford housing in Vermont. Some live in their cars. Some live outdoors in tents in the middle of the winter because there's no housing in Vermont. This is what the legislation should be focused on. Banning plastic bags 
is something that you can vote on in a matter of minutes. Housing in Vermont has always been at a critical need. I've been on the airways for years and I've read articles about the apartment availability in the city of Burlington has always been at about 2%. And now it's basically down to nothing. And then when they ever do build something, it's mostly one bedroom apartments and you're paying like $2,000 a month for 900 square feet. I don't know who can afford these places except for all the immigrants they're bringing in that are subsidized to live there. That's the God's honest truth. The legislation should be focused on affordable housing. You can't build anything in the state of Vermont because of the Act 250 permit process and all the other red tape jumbo mumble that goes along with it. Because like I say, there's a handful of people that control the state of Vermont. They've been doing it in their families for generations. They don't want no competition in the rental market situation. They don't want you building anything. They don't want to have to lower their prices. They don't want Costco to open up their gas pumps because they don't want competition. Skip Valley has been the main person who's been fighting these gas pumps down at Costco for years. And they finally built them. And now it's all a matter of traffic. I don't know how much money Mr. Skip Valley needs. How rich do you have to be? You get an enjoyment out of seeing people scraping pennies to put gas in their vehicle to drive to work? Is that what they've come to the conclusion that life is all about? Gouging people right till your last dying breath? You know, I think when you get up to the pearly gates, people like this is going to have some answering to do. And yes, folks, in heaven, there is walls and there is a gate, pearly gates. St. Peter's standing there. Just waiting for you and me. This has always been my perception of death. Whenever you go to a hospital and somebody is laying in the bed dying, they might have been in excruciating pain. But then before they die, they're laying there peaceful. And their lungs are flowing up with fluids. And it's just a matter of time. Sometimes it could take hours or a day or even days. But it's always been my opinion that this person is at peace now. And they're somewhere being judged. Somewhere you are sitting with the angels and they are going over your whole life. And then they will judge you. And then they will decide whether you're going to go to heaven or go to hell. And that's always been my opinion. 
of life and death. And someday these people, as rich as they think they are, they'll be laying on a deathbed. And somewhere, someone will be judging them, deciding whether they lived a good life and they kept the prices of their gasoline down at the pumps and they made their rental units affordable and they'll be judged as a good person and they'll be granted entry into heaven. Or they'll say, you know, you gouge these people at the pump right till your last dying breath and you made rental units unaffordable for the masses and you will be packing your bags and taking a trip to the deep south. As little Nicky used to say, remember that movie with Adam Sandler, little Nicky? He was from hell, but he told people that he was from the deep south. <laughs> that was probably one of uh, Adam Sandler's better movies. Probably one of the only movies that he had that didn't have the whole cast of Saturday Night Live playing along with him, right? That's what's really funny about Adam Sandler movies. Pretty much everybody from Saturday Night Live is in his movies with him. We're going to go on to another song here. And this one is by Amber Lim, and it's called Feel Good Drag. And I hope you're all enjoying the show so far. And remember, my name's Louie, and you're tuned in to Louie Live. This is where we're at every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m.
right, once again, that was Amberlynn with a song called Feel Good Drag. They have a few other songs out, but uh, nothing ever really stuck. They're kind of like in the category of one-hit wonders. So, speaking of politics, let's see what's going on the other side of the lake over in New York. This says a New York bill would lower the threshold for hunting while intoxicated. Well, that's what we need out there, isn't it, folks? Intoxicated people walking around the woods with guns, shooting anything in sight. But the Democratic-controlled state legislator has passed a measure to lower the legal blood alcohol content threshold for hunting while intoxicated. The current legal BAC threshold for hunting while intoxicated is... 0.10%. The legislature seeks to lower it to 0.08%. The same as it is for states driving while intoxicated and boating while intoxicated laws. So it's the same laws as boating or driving a vehicle. 0.08% amount of alcohol in your system. The bill passed in the Democrat-controlled assembly last year but wasn't brought up for a vote in the then Republican-controlled Senate. So see, they passed it in the Democrat-controlled Assembly last year, but it wasn't brought up for a vote until the Republicans controlled the Senate. So see, that's a tricky thing, folks. They can tell you they're doing one thing, the Democrats are saying, well, we're lowering the toxicity level of alcohol in your system while hunting. We voted on it. We passed it. It's going to be the same as driving a boat or a vehicle. But they never took a vote on it. It just got kind of forgotten about. And that's what happens around election times. They go around promising people the world. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they actually do take a vote. But nothing ever got passed. All forgotten. But then the Republicans come along. They control the Senate. They actually put up for a vote. And it passes. Do the Republicans get any credit for it? No, they don't. Because the media is biased. And they're all liberal. And they hate Donald Trump and all of his supporters. And that's okay. People have a right to their opinion, whether you're Republican, Democrat, progressive, whatnot. But you have to put the country first. You have to put the people first. You have to put your hatred for the other party to the back burner. You have to put the safety of the hunters first, the boaters, and the people driving cars and trucks. It's a good thing they passed a law saying how you can't have a phone in your hand while you're driving. Now you have to have Bluetooth technology. But I still see so many people driving their cars out there with a phone in their hand. There aren't that many older 
vehicles on the road anymore, folks. Pretty much all the vehicles you see nowadays, probably like 7 out of 10, have Bluetooth technology in the vehicle. You could be driving hands-free on that telephone. But a lot of people don't. As soon as they get in the car, they dial somebody, driving off down the road. Putting other people in danger. I would really love to see the police out there handing out more tickets to people driving down the road with their phone in their hand. If they did... You'd be able to pave all the streets throughout the city of Burlington in the state of Vermont. And you wouldn't need to watch these commercials about Domino's Pizza coming to your town repairing the potholes. You know, isn't that outrageous when you have to rely on a company like Domino's Pizza to come to your town and patch the potholes? I mean, aren't people taxed enough? I mean, they just doubled the tax on fossil fuels, home heating oil. You know that money's not going to go towards your pockets. Like they said, the majority of the legislators own rental units, and that money is going to come out of your pocket and go right into their pockets to weatherize their rental units. I almost bet my life on it. government never has enough money. This article right here. Some $160 million has been spent so far at the Vermont Air Guard to get the fighter wing ready for the F-35. Doesn't say the F-35s. Just says F-35, non-plural. Hopefully there's more than one. It says, though the guard says $60 million in upgrades were needed, regardless of which plane it got. Well, which plane was it going to get? You know, the F-16s are on their way out. The F-35s are the newest of technology. They never said we were going to get anything other than the F-35s. I didn't, wasn't aware there was any choice. I know a lot of people don't want the F-35s here because of the noise and a lot of people that were living around the Burlington Airport, which is kind of crazy because it's the South Burlington Airport and it's in South Burlington, but the city of Burlington has always controlled the South Burlington Airport. Maybe someday that'll change. I do believe that South Burlington has taken legal action against the city of Burlington to get control of the airport. But, like I was saying... In anticipation of the F-35s coming and the noise increase, they've bought out a lot of people's properties and they bulldozed them. And now they have nice grass there and trees. Looks kind of like you're driving through a park. They still have some houses standing over there. But from what I've seen on the news, they're letting the airport employees live there for free. I guess they don't mind the noise. There's a lot of different plans coming down the pipe for those properties over there. A lot of people say there's going to be hotels that are going to be built, restaurants. Time will tell. 
But it says the F-35 will be the Vermont Air Guard's eighth military plane in its 72-year history and by far the most controversial. It's touted as the future of combat aviation, virtually invisible to enemy radar. It combines those stealth capabilities with supersonic speed and extreme agility. It's the most expensive weapon system in history. Each one costs more than $89 million. That's a lot of money, folks. It's had its share of tech problems, and it's been sharply criticized by opponents in Vermont who say it's too dangerous and allowed to fly near densely populated areas. But still it's coming and due to land here in September, and that means the Vermont Air Guard's current fighter jets, the F-16s, which have been based here for 33 years, are getting set for their final flight. And from what we're hearing, that will happen on April 6th. So get ready to put your earplugs in, folks, because the F-35s are coming. They had about a million meetings over this. And it seems like the only people that wanted to bring the F-35s to Vermont is Senator Patrick Leahy and Bernie Sanders. Do they care about what their constituents think? It's obvious, folks, that they don't. And as far as Patrick Leahy goes, according to the Seven Days newspaper, he's been claiming residency in Virginia since 1978. Just about 41 years. People say, well, you know, Louie, he's a politician. He's got a lot of responsibility. He's in Washington, D.C., representing Vermont. He spends a lot of time there. And he has a house that's worth close to $2 million from what I hear. And that's all fine and dandy. He can have a house in every state from here to Washington, D.C. He can have a house in every state of the United States. All 57 states, according to Obama. <laughs> Remember that? Obama is telling people that there's 57 states in the United States. Wow. This guy was actual the president. The Manchurian candidate, from what I've always said. But... That's okay. Patrick Leahy can own a house in every state of the United States, but he claims residency in Virginia since 1978. If you're going to claim residency in Virginia, then go run for political office in Virginia. Because according to the law in Vermont, if you hold a political office in the state of Vermont, you have to live in the state of Vermont for over 50% of the year. You don't claim residency in Virginia and then run for politics in the state of Vermont. That's just corrupt as hell. And he should be investigated and prosecuted because 
us real Vermonters been paying his salary for over 40 years when somebody else that actually does live in the state of Vermont they should be sitting in that seat they deserve that seat maybe our attorney general can look into that get it going investigate Patrick Leahy and prosecute him for fraud his mail has been going to his house in Virginia since 1978 according to seven days newspaper and all you non-believers listening out there can contact seven days newspaper and ask to see their story and their research Where do we go from there? Maybe we'll go to a little bit of national news. Mr. Jesse Smollett, we all know who he is, right? He's the guy that claimed he was in Chicago, walking down the street to his apartment around two o'clock in the morning. And these two white guys, that's right, two white guys, wearing Make America Great Again hats. Trump supporters, he said, attacked him, beat him up, sprayed him with bleach, and then tied a noose around his neck. That's what he claims. And then, come to find out, these two guys were brothers, and they were black, and they worked on the TV show that he's on. And he wrote them a check and paid them thousands of dollars to beat him up. But the fact was they didn't really beat him up. He had a scratch under his eye and they say he did it to himself. Whatever this guy did, folks, he's looking at 16 counts a break in the law. And that's not even the federal law because this guy is demented. You know, this is the fact that nobody is looking into. This guy is mentally ill and I'm sure this isn't the first time that he's done anything like this before. What else has he done and not gotten caught? But he took some magazines and cut the letters out of them and pasted them onto a piece of paper, creating a ransom note. And he sent it to the TV station where he was working on his TV show. And he had some white powder in there. And anybody who knows, you can speak with Senator Patrick Leahy about white powder because he's had letters mailed to his office with white powder in it, supposedly a toxic chemical called anthrax. So whenever you send an envelope of white powder to somebody, first thing that crossed their mind is this situation with Senator Leahy and many other politicians. 
and you're thinking deadly anthrax. This is what this guy did to get sympathy for himself, supposedly, so he would become more popular, gain larger notoriety, and get an increase in his salary. But apparently, the media didn't latch on to that story. He didn't get the sympathy he was looking for or the pay increase. So he came up with this cockamamie story about two white guys attacked him in the early hours of the morning on his way home. Two white guys were in Make America Great Hats, Trump supporters. This guy is a hate monger distributing hatred of black people against white people, particularly President Trump supporters. And he got caught. And like they said, this guy called the police. They didn't show up for his house for a couple hours. And when he answered the door, he still had the noose hanging around his neck. How pathetic is that, folks? That is the mind of a mentally disturbed individual. And I think the police and the FBI should haul him in and question him as to just what other things he's done similar to this in the past. Because you know that he has. Got 16 counts of breaking the law dropped. And they say that a person who worked for Obama called the judge on his behalf and they dropped all the charges and sealed all the records. So now there's a lot of people that are furious about this because the chief of police in Chicago claims that they spent approximately $200,000 investigating this bogus situation, right? And they want their money back. And I hope that the uh, FBI and the DOJ and the Attorney General all step into the situation and put this guy in a mental institution where he belongs before he literally hurts somebody the next time around. Because I'm sure there's going to be a next time around. And I'm sure there's been other times in the past. But one thing you can rely on is the fact that I doubt if he dares to walk around without bodyguards anymore. Because I'm sure that he created a lot of enemies. I had an article right here. And it's about the two brothers that he paid to set up this whole situation. Doesn't look like I brought it with me. But it talks about how they were put up in hotels and their meals were provided for at the expense of taxpayers. 
thought I brought it with me, but apparently I did. Sometimes these pages stick together, too. That's always a possibility. At least I've been reading some of the articles that I brought with me because most of the time I bring all of these articles, about two dozen of them, and I'm lucky if I even read three or four of them. But today we're actually going to cut through a few of these. No, I don't seem to have that paper, but that's what it was all about, folks. These two brothers that star on his show with him and were paid to beat him up. They were paid and put up in hotels and their meals were provided for. Just another part of corruption. Hopefully, like I said, these people will all be hauled in front of the DOJ and the Attorney General. Haul them in front of Congress if you want. Just let's see some justice get done. Never see any justice nowadays. Everybody's breaking the law. Nobody's going to jail. They're trying their best to break down President Trump after about two and a half years, over a million documents they've gone through. And now you hear these people like Adam Schiff, all these people saying how they still believe there's Russian collusion. They want to see the over one million documents that Mueller was looking at. Isn't it odd how they all turned against Mueller? You know, they're all saying what a stand-up guy he is. What an impeccable reputation he has. And they were saying how President Trump was trying to obstruct justice by shutting down the Mueller investigation against him and the Russian collusion. They wanted to pass laws protecting Mueller so that Trump couldn't shut down the investigation. It didn't happen. Trump didn't interfere in anything. He said about a billion times, we're waiting for the Mueller report. We want to see what the conclusion is. President Trump has said from day one, there's no Russian collusion, even though collusion is not legal. They spent tens of millions of dollars, tax dollars, the Democrats did, investigating Russian collusion. Money could have been used to fix the potholes in your city. Money that could have gone towards education, health care, helping the hungry. But no, the Democrats had an unlimited amount of money at their disposal. And they went after the Trump family. They went after all his business colleagues. They went through over one million documents looking for anything that they could use against President Donald Trump to impeach him. And everybody knows that any one of the Democrats would have gone to hell themselves 
to get the information from the devil himself to impeach Donald Trump. But there was nothing. If they had anything, anything, they would use it to impeach Donald Trump. But he's probably the most vetted person in the history of mankind. And they found absolutely nothing. And now, people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, they all say they still believe that Trump colluded with the Russians. And they don't believe Mueller. They don't believe the new Attorney General Barr. These people are obstructionists. They should be investigated themselves, which according to Dennis Nunes, the White House Investigative Committee has been gathering all this information over the last few years. And Devin Nunes was on Fox News one night not too long ago saying how as soon as the Mueller report dropped, they were going to be indicting a dozen or so people over the next two or three weeks. Because the Democratic side of the Russian collusion story was never investigated. And everybody knows that Hillary Clinton played for the phony dossier. That's the real investigation right there, folks. The phony dossier. Mueller, Comey, all of these guys. They all knew that the dossier was fake. None of them lifted a finger to research any of the information in it. They knew it was paid for by Hillary Clinton, but they all sat down and they all took a vote. And they voted to go ahead with this phony dossier to try and unseat the President of the United States. And if our founding fathers were here, folks, they would march all of these treasonists onto the lawn of the White House and hang every one of them by their necks. I don't even believe that they would waste a bullet on any of them. But hopefully, a new investigation is going to be opened up. And the noose will tighten around the necks of these treasonists. For the sake of national security, folks, that's what this country needs. I'm gonna go to a song right now, and this is by the Foo Fighters, and it's called Rope. So once again, thanks for tuning into the show. And remain. Here we go.